finish. <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> For start. Okay. Okay. Parshas, Parshas B'Shalach. We missed uh, Parshas Bo last week. Hashem, I was at a simcha. Grandson's bar mitzvah was so really, really nice. And I said something at one of the sudas that I want to share with you as an introduction to this week's parsha. At the end of last week's parsha, where it talks about the, the actual exodus, and it talks about all the preparation that Kal Yisrael had for Makas Bechoros, they had to lock themselves in their home. They had to learn about about Korban Pesach and baking matzahs and everything that they had to do, the Korban Pesach and everything else. And then the Torah tells us that the, that the people have to have to put on tefillin. And two of the four parshias that we find in, in our tefillin are brought in Parsha's bow. The parsha, there are four times in the Torah that the mitzvah tefillin is mentioned. Two are in Parsha's bow, the parsha that we call Kadesh Li Kol Bechor, sanctify all the firstborn. And at the end of that parsha, it says that the famous Pasuk, you should tell it over to your children, which is the mitzvah that we do on Seder night. And you said, because of this, we went out of Mitzrayim. For a sign on your hand, and a remembrance between your eyes. That's Tfil and Shalyan and Tfil and Shalroish. And then the second parsha. Is Vahoya Ki Viyacho, and because will bring you into the into the land of Eretz Israel that he's promised to the forefathers. And again, we're gonna have the mitzvah of Petachamor, which has to do with the sanctity of the firstborn, that the Jewish firstborn were redeemed and did not die in Makas Bachoras. And then the part that parsha as well finishes with al the concluding posak of Parsha's boy. al it should be a sign on your hand. And here in the first the first parsha Yodcha is spelled Yudalid Chof Sophis. And here it's spelled Yudalid Chof Hey. Yad Chof Hey. Which Chazal tell us that from there we learn it should be on the Yad Keha on your weak hand. That's why we put it on your left hand if you're if you're a righty, and you put it on your right hand if you're a lefty. Let's learn from this pasuk. And then the pasuk says, "This is the end of Parshas Boy, page three sixty four." So instead of the in the first parsha where it says zikorin benenecha. It should be a sign on your hand, which is said in both parshas. But here it says, instead of zikar and remembrance between your eyes, it says it should be a toitofais beine necho, which the art scroll translates toitofais as an ornament. But we don't really know what toitofais means. 
Rashi brings that Toitofos is as Unclus Taichas Tfilin. That's where the word Tfilin comes from. It's a description of the word Toitofos. And Rashi also brings that it has to do that there are four compartments. In the Shel Rosh, there are four separate compartments. And in the Shel Yad, there are four parshias wrapped into one parsha, <coughs> into one, one bias, into one compartment. But it contains four separate parshias. And, and it, that comes from, strangely enough, the word toitofos is a conjecture of two different languages. Tat in one language means two. Bekafti, a language called kafti, which I don't know exactly what that is. And pat is in Afriki, and I haven't checked whether this is our, the Afrikan that we know, or it's a different language, is also two. So two plus two is four, and that's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, very interesting thing. These are the. That's how we know that you have that. This is uh, that part that the parshias of Tefillin are four. What are the other two parshias? We all know two other places in that where Tefillin is mentioned is Shema and Vahoyoim Shemoya, which we read every day. But that is not written in the Torah till when, in Sefer Devarim. Parshas Vaschanan, Parshas Ekev. <coughs> so. So the question becomes, you know, how did they have those parshias? They were not written, they weren't given at the time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And the Torah says you have to have four parshias, lest you say that they had to fill in, in Mitzrayim with two parshias. You can't say that because it says, Toitofais, which means four. So the Rishonim in Menachas where the Gemaras talk about Hilchas Tfilin, talk about, ask this question, and they say that they were miraculously revealed for the mitzvah of tefillin, a parsha that was not going to be written, Shema V'hoyim Shemaya, till Sefer Dvarim. And this is very interesting. It's an interesting phenomenon. We never had this before. That for the specific mitzvah, a parsha that was not yet part of the Torah was given specifically for the mitzvah of tefillin. And and this was, I think, if you think about it, the parshias of Shema V'hoim Shemay are unique because they represent what we call the mitzvah of Kabbalah Sol Malchus Shemayim. That person accepts upon themselves the yoke of heaven. We close our eyes and every person as an individual part of Klal Yisrael accepts upon themselves the yoke of heaven all Malchus Shemayim and all Mitzvahs, which is what the parshas of Shema and Hoyim Shemay represent. <clears throat> and the special, unique Pasuk that this is all connected with, as it says in the beginning of the, uh, in the it says in the end of the first parsha, Kadesh Li Kol Bechor, is that you should place these as a sign on your hand and a remembrance between your eyes. So we're given here the because the reason why. In order, Lemaan, in order, that's on page 362. In order, Leman Tia in, in Pasuk 9. This is the reason, in order that the Torah Hashem should be in your in your mouth. What is it? What is Torah Hashem? What does that mean? 
So th- this is another indication that the entire episode of, of an experience of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was not just something that happened to the Jewish people, but rather, but rather it's, it's, a, it's a prelude and a preparation for the great day that we will all stand on, on Har Sinai and have the giving the Matan Torah, the revelation at Sinai, which changed the Jewish people forever. And this was a necessary preparation. And all these parshas, as we have already spoken in Parsha Shmois and Parsha Vaira, these are preparations for what? For what Moshe Rabbeinu was told at the Sneh, that when I will take you out of Mitzrayim, Tavdun And this is your calling card. This is where we're headed. Okay, this is on page 362. Lamantia Hashem Beficha. And the Mishnah says that these magic words of Lamantia Torres Hashem Beficha tell us, Mishnah brings it in, in Hilchas Tfilin, that the Mechaber says, Yechavin Bahanochosim, you have to have special kavana when you put on Tfilin, Shesivonu HaKadosh Baruch Arba Parshis Elu. You have to have a special kavana, not just to do the mitzvah of tefillin, but that we were commanded to put on these four parshias. And the Mishmur says, where does this come from? To have a special kavana. So he says from the Bach, back in Simon Ches, but in Hilchas Tzitzis, because by, by Tzitzis, tefillin, and by sukkah, it all says leman. In order, by Titus it says Zamantizgru as Kol Mitzvaisa. We say in the Shema, right? And by Tefillin it says Zamantia Torah Hashem Beficha, and by by Sukkah it says what? Leman Yedu Dorasechem. We had at the beginning of Masech the Sukkah Leman Yedu Dorasechem that keep Sukkah is Hayshafti. That in order that you should know that in order the word Leman is of a special kavana, special detailed attention and, and focus. That's what leman means. What does that mean? What is, the, what is this focus? Lamantia Torah Hashem Beficha. So the word, the Torah of Hashem, it's, it's before the Torah was given. What, what Torah is Hashem? <laughs> we don't... Is this the first time in the Chumash that the word Torah is used? Um... I think so. Could be. Could be. Very possible. Good point. Could be. Good point. But definitely the, the concept of Amantia, Torah Hashem. So it should be the Torah Hashem, Beficho, it should be in your mouth. What is that telling me? What is that? Would be Machayev. And the Bach says Machayev, a special Kavana, that we take all these four Parshias. So I, I said, and I think it's correct, that it's reminiscent of another famous Pasuk that we have later in Devarim. Where it says that ki a mitzvah hazoyis loy nefleisi mimcha v'loy rachoykehi this mitzvah and it's machoykes b'shoinim if it's going a mitzvah tshuva or it's going all the mitzvahs of the Torah are not far from you ki karoiv elecha hadover moed beficha ubilvav chalasoisei because these mitzvahs are close to you in your mouth and in your heart to do them. 
they're attainable. They're they're so beficha means that for every individual, you can find your expression, you can find your language, and your way of connecting. As 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 Reb Gedalia Shor says from the Chayvus Avavus, he says that the mouth is like the kulmus of the lave, is like the pen of the heart. We hope, right? When you, when you open your mouth <laughs> and you speak, it definitely can be, because we don't know. How do I know what you're thinking? I don't know, right? <laughs> but when you hear your words, then it's your it's the it's the product of your thought. And hopefully it's the product of what you emotionally are attached to and you thought about before the, the words come out of your mouth. And the, the Gedalia Shor says that in Mitzrayim, the, the, our word Dibur was in Golos. Others say that Das was in Golos. Thought and, and, and um, wisdom was in Golos. And in Mitzrayim, we broke out to be able to reconnect. That's all part of the process of, of, of preparation for Kabbalah Satorah. Now we come to the beginning of our Parsha. And it makes sense because the four Parshas of, of Tefillin, two are written in Mitzrayim, and two are, were given orally, specifically Shema Vahim Shammai, that were not written as of yet. They were given as the the personal reflection or the personal connection with the mitzvahs and the Torah. That's Lamantia, Torah Hashem Beficha, that we have what we saw in Mitzrayim, and then it's our perception. Then it's how it, what impact it had on us and how we view it and what we take out of it. That's the totality is Lamantia, Torah Hashem Beficha. That the connection with Torah is, it's a personal one. It's not just what we signed and we clicked on the I agree, right, before they let you continue on anything that, <laughs> anything you, that you want. They, they tell you, you know, all the agreements and you can't read the fine print, right? No, that's not what Torah is. Torah is where I feel it and I accept it. It becomes part of me. It's my expression of what? Of my relationship with HaKadosh Baruch And this is what we're building towards, that when we came to Maimon Harsinai, when we came to Maimon Harsinai, we were ready, every single person, every single person was ready to connect personally and individually, not only collectively, to the, to the Torah and its laws, which we all saw and believe and commit that they are the best opportunity that came to me, that it's, it's the best thing that ever happened to a, to a person, that we have the Torah. We have 613 opportunities to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my personal way, how it impacts me. Not, because, not just because it makes me look, I fit in with everybody else. Because it's, I see the opportunity. In Tefillin, I see the opportunity of these four parshias, the two that talk about the, the, the miracles of Mitzrayim and the two that talk about why I'm so impressed, why I, what, what's the Shema, where's my, in, my personal connection, and Vahoyim Shemoy, my connection to the Torah, that's beyond. It's not, it's even predates 
where those parshias were written down in the in the Torah. And that's Lamantia, Torah Hashem Beficha. And we come to the beginning of Parshas Beshalach, where we see how we've grown in our belief, in our emuna, where the parsha begins with Vahi Beshalach Paro Yesom. And, and there cannot be a more ridiculous statement than, than that statement. And it was when Paro sent the people out of Mitzrayim. I mean, we've been reading about it that he, every maka, smack him and then he, it's like, a, it's like what, what do they call those things though? Um, what do they call those, those dummies that you push down and it comes back up? Uh, punching bag. <laughs> the punching, like a punching bag. Yeah. You punch it as hard as you want, it flies down, but comes back up. Good. That's how it's weighed. You know, we used to have those as kids. You get out your, your aggression. They were great, right? Great. Looked like a clown. You smack it and it's... Favorite toy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe because we don't have that. Maybe we don't have the way to get it back. We should bring it back, right. So here, Pyro was punched down. And at the, after the I promise I'm going to let him out. I promise. Go, go, take. Whoever you want, I'll give you animals, no problem. Go, go, just go. I can't go fast enough. Then after the Makkah, Hashem hardened his heart, or he hardened his own heart, but then he says, what? Go leave Mitzrayim? There's no way. And even Makkah's Bechorus, where Par himself was at danger, he just was a stubborn person. And then we start the Parsha, when Paro sent the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim. <clears throat> but we read this parsha because we know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu used Paro, and we see in Vayi B'Shalach Paro, we see that's Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in our um, acquired belief and and emuna system that we have seen, we have seen as Jews in Mitzrayim and learned through the Makkas. We see Paro as HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tool, as his pawn. And when it says, Vahib we don't get we don't get nervous. We see it, that's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose to teach us the important, the ten important lessons through the Makkas, of the, which again, like we've spoken, prepare us for the Aseris HaDibras, which will, are coming very soon. And that's the way we read the, the Pasuk now that we've acquired this, this Amunah. And, and we've, we continue reading. Didn't take us to Eretz Plishtim, which was Kikorovu because it was close. <coughs> and then the Pasuk says, Moshe didn't forget the promise that wasn't made to him, but was made to the Jewish people. Yosef made the people promise that they will take him out of Mitzrayim. And Moshe Rabbeinu was the one, Vayikach Moshe. Moshe was the one, and Chazal tell us how Moshe was so dedicated as the what? As the Noisen Torah, the one who was preparing Klalisor for the Torah. So he was the one who was constantly busy with finding Yosef, where was he buried? It was the whole talk in the Medrash, how they finally found where he was buried and brought him up from the depths of the Nile. And he 
as and as the Svarim say that he took atzmoisiyos, which means the bones. Atzmois also comes from etzem. It's the essence, essence of Yosef. What Yosef planted in Mitzrayim, all these years he was there when he was the leader, and then he planted certain tenets of of emuna for the Jewish people to live off. Moshe Rabbeinu now took those atzmois of Yosef, the skeleton, the the bare bones, as we call it, the important etzem of Yosef, what he meant and what he represented, what was in in the end of Rashi, it says, Vayosim ba'orah b'mitzrayim, that Yosef was sort of buried in Mitzrayim. And we talk about how throughout the desert, the the orah of Yosef traveled with the Orna Kodesh of the Mishkan and represented how, how, how a person can develop, how a person can grow, a person can connect. This is what Moshe Rabbeinu did. You say they carried the iron of the bones of Yosef with the Mishkan? With the, with the Orona Kodesh, when it was traveling. So they didn't bury his bones? Are not, not yet. No, uh-huh. they they waited till they came into Eretz Yisrael uh-huh. after the forty years in the Midbar. So they, the bones are traveling. The traveling with the bones of all the twelve tribes. Chazal say that, but the Torah only only says that uh, that they took Yosef's bones. The only thing they were carrying was Mishkan and Yosef's bones, and all the tr- all the twelve tribes, according to Chazal. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, but this is the Gemara. The Gemara says that uh, these two Aronas, the two Orans, the coffin of of Yosef. It's a Gemara in Saita. I think we've quoted this Gemara before. It's a fantastic uh, Gemara, Um, and uh, people saw this and they were wondering what's what's a dead person doing next to the next to the Arnakaidishes. So the the Gemara in in Saita says Yud Gimel Amid Aleph and Amid Beis. Uh, take a look over there. It's a fantastic story. So the Gemara says, because says, This person, Yosef, was Mikhaim, everything that it says in this Torah. That's what he represented. And and now, Moshe, we understand. Now, because Moshe was going to be the Nisan Torah. So, of course, he was the most connected to the what Yosef represented, the Etzem of Yosef. Yeah. Um, and this brings us, they start traveling towards what we know as the mainstay of this week's Parsha, the, the Shiras Hayam, the Kriyas Yamsuf, splitting of the sea. It's a fantastic miracle that um, not only is it part of the Parsha, and we, we call this Shabbos, Shabbos Shira. Right? And then there is different minhagim on Parsha Shira. And we have to understand why is it something, why is it called Parsha Shira? But the Oz Yosher that is mentioned this week's Parsha is something that we don't just leave for Parsha's Beshalach, where we took, we, we, it has the Parsha's Ammon also, I know, and we all pray for Parnosa on Tuesday of, of uh, Parsha's Ammon. Everybody knows that. But we say it every day in the davening. And it takes up, you know, a few precious moments of our 
Psuke de Zimra. And this year I saw a question from the Orach HaShulchan. The Orach HaShulchan, we know, is the famous Paisik. He has a whole set of farm that every base medrash has, based on the Shulchan Orach, all four sections of the Shulchan Orach, not just like the Mishnabur on Orach Haim, as in all four parts of Shulchan Orach. And in Simon Nun Beis, where it talks about, where it talks about the... Uh, um, Sukkot de Zimra, he asks, V'yesh lishol she'ela g'doyla. A big question. Not just a little question, a big question. Hashulchan, he lived uh, at the turn of the century. Right? His son was the Torah Tamima. Heard of the Torah Tamima? Okay, anyways. The, of Epstein, his name was. And he, he, even, he, wrote, he wrote others for him as well, but he's mainly known as from the Orach Hashulchan. And he writes, why is Oz Yashir, not just why is it part of Pesukah Zimra every day, but why is it at the end of Pesukah Zimra? Because he asks, since this is Pesukim of the Torah, it's a whole parsha of the Torah, what's the rest of Pesukah Zimra? Tehillim. Ashrei, all, all the Halalukas, Hoidu is a conglomerate of, of different Pesukim from Tillim and other places. But, so wh- why is it at the end? If it's Sukkim, it should be in the beginning. Right after Baruch Shamar, Oz Moshe. We know that when we, in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah, he says, when we have the Sukkim, we have to take 10 Sukkim of Malchus, Zechronis, and Shoifras, what's the order? Three from Torah, three from, well, the, the, we take we take from Tillam because Tillam came before the Nevi'im that we quote. It goes in order how they were given because there's more kedusha to psukim of the Torah. You can't compare as kaddish as a pasuk is from Sefer Tillam, not taking away from it, but sukumpnished doesn't come to the pasuk in the Torah. So why is it at the end? And he says perhaps that's why the Rambam, when he brings the his seder hatfilah. And in Hilchas Tefillah, the Rambam interestingly quotes something that we don't do. It says in, in, in Perak Zion, Halacha Yud Gimel of Hilchas Tefillah, Yesh Mekoyme Shinogul Dikrois Bechol Yoim Achar Shemavorchim Yishtabach Shiras Hayam. What does the Rambam say? We say it after. So there is. Or Hashem says it's probably because of this question. How do you say it at the end of Pesukim Zimra? It's Pesukim of the Torah. It should be at the beginning of whatever section you, it belongs. But obviously we say it at the end. What's the Pshat? And in the Seder Atfilah, that's what the Rambam, he, he brings it. So what, what is going on? What is the aspect of, I mean, since we don't paskin like the Rambam, so what is the message of the Oz Yosher as it's part of our Pesukah Zimmer every single day? Start from Vayoyish Hashem until the end of that Parsha. So I found this question elaborated on the Sefer called Bikuri Moshe, which is written from uh, uh, Moshe Goldberg, who was a, who was a Magachir in Toronto. He, he was Nifter already, his brother... Yibbala is the Rosh Hashiva and tells of David Goldberg, who maybe you've met, he's been to L.A. many times, he has a son-in-law in Arkoil, wrote many Sfarim himself that are in, in the every base medrash, 
um, a family of Tamirah Chachamim. So he has a Sefer Bikuri Moshe, and he asks this question, and he wants to give a, perhaps an answer. And I want to share his answer and expand on it. What is the, because it's at the root of what is the, the Oz Yashir representing? Why do we say it in the context of our tefillah? What are you supposed to get from it when we say it every single day? 365 days a year. It's about time that we, we think about it and come to some kind of uh, mahalach of how, what, we're, what we're saying. Can you agree? Definitely. Okay. It's, it's seemingly out of place. It's seemingly out of yeah. place. Right? If you think it's not like we don't have what to say. With respect to everything else. Yeah. And why is yeah. it said every day also? Right. There are plenty of psychic critics. Right. Yeah. So the Orgadalyo says that there's something unique. There's something unique about why this is called Shabbos Shira, that it not only is a <clears throat> parsha that has, we don't, we don't call it uh, Shabbos of Matan Torah necessarily, we have in our tefillahs, but we don't, this is called Shabbos Shira, that there's some kind of connection, that Shabbos elevates the idea that we read parsha of, of the, of the Shira Sayam, not, not the Mon, and not the going out of Mitzrayim, but so the Orgid Yo, on page 72 in, in, in the Parsha's Bishalach, wants to say that we know that the Malachim, who sing Shira every day, all the time, they, the, the Gemara says that, that it's a Gemara in Chagiga, based on a Pasuk in Yeshaya, that the Malachim have six wings. And every wing, a wing is called Kanaf. A wing. And every wing says shira, says some kind of shira. That's the malachim. And they rotate and they have their special. But when it came Shabbos and it came time to sing shira, they said, we're, we're out of wings. We're out of wings. This is before they knew buffaloes had wings, right? With mm-hmm. no, no wings. Sakhosh Baruch said, you're right. Malachim, you don't have wings. But my people have wings, the Jewish people, and I gave them Shabbos. This is, connects with the, the famous Medrash that says that every day said that they have a Benzug, and then the odd one was Shabbos, was out. I don't have a connection. Oh, Knesset Yisrael will be your mate. We, don't, we all know that Medrash. But what does it mean? What is that Medrash telling? So this Medrash is at the root of what Shira is all about. There's there, the Gemara in Megillah coming, closing in on Purim a month, almost a little bit more than a month uh, before Purim. The Gemara in Megillah Yudom Beis, famous Gemara, quoting a pasuk in this week's parsha, where the pasuk says, I'll "Find you the pasuk." Right before Shiras Hayam, that the Jewish people were closed in. And it was getting it was getting serious. Jewish people had the raging ocean in front of them, and they had the Mitzrayim running after them.
And the Pasuk says, See where exactly this pasuk is. Okay. Yud Dalit Chav. Yud Dal Pasuk Chav. This is on page three seventy two. All the chariots are running after the Jewish people. Hundreds of thousands of chariots. And the angel of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Malach, that was going in front of the camp, went in back. And the pillar of the cloud of glory also was traveling in front of them to light up the way, as the Pusik said. It also went in back. And here Hirsch says a fantastic thing. He says that we're getting ready for Kriyas Yamsov. He says Kriyas Yamsov is not going to happen for a Malach. Kriyas Yamsov is not going to happen for a Amud Ha'onon. It's only going to happen for the Jewish people. And therefore, he moved the Malachim back. We, th- we read it and we say, moved them back because that's where they were in back. They needed that protection over there. He says, no. In order to facilitate the miracle of Kriyas Yamsuf, it's only between us and Akash Borchu. And now we're building up to see what kind of Shira is going to be demonstrated, is going to be expressed. But says Hirsch, it's not going to happen for a Malach. It's not going to happen because only for us. Says the so we had we had to be at the front. We had to be at the, the front. front. No separation. No hefsik. No mechitza. Us and a kodesh baruch Says the pasuk. V'loy korav ze el ze kol halayla. The two camps didn't come close the whole night. Says the Gemara on this. V'loy korav ze el ze kol halayla. Says the Gemara in Megillah, Dafyuna and Beis. Bikshu Malchia Shorzlaimashira. The Malachim, when they are seeing the that the the, the the splitting of the sea is going to happen, they wanted to say a song. They wanted to sing a song. It's a mir- tremendous miracle. Tremendous miracle. My handiwork are drowning in the sea. We're all familiar with this famous Gemara. And you want to sing? I'm not interested in singing. It's I hate that I have to do this. Sort of way I hate that I have to do this. My say you're Shira. You want to sing Shira? Famous, famous Gemara. But the bomb question on this Gemara is: So then, what did we do? We sang Oz Yosha. We're singing like canaries. We're singing away. What are we doing? What's the difference? Why doesn't why isn't that same taina that Akashbo said to the Malachim? Why can't it be said to, to us? It's a famous famous question, not my question. And the answer he brings from Rabaran Kotler, which is one of the famous answers in his Sefer Mishnah Rabaran Chela Gimel. Uh, when he talks about Pesach. So he brings this Gemara. And the Rabaran says, 
that there's a big difference between the shira that the malachim were capable of singing, not that they wanted to sing, as if they had a choice. They're only capable of singing one song. A single, right? They have one, one song that they're able to sing. Wow! Akash Baruch you run the world. Amazing. Amazing. You run, we have never seen anything like this. And we therefore we want to express an amazing dimension of your greatness. But Hevdel ben Shir's Malachim Shlei Ratzah Kashbroch that Kashbroch did not want to hear Leben Shir's Moshe Rabbeinu that Kashbroch couldn't get enough of was because Malachim are called Oimdin. This is a famous expression. Malachim are called stationary. They don't grow. They don't develop. They 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 just express gratitude or, or what they see. But Bashiris B'nai Odom Haloyesh Gam Inyan Naisa, there's much more than that. Chizuk Hamokas Hahakora Bemunavashgocha. It's the recognition of belief system in Akoshborhu. And here are the key words. Vilikboya Ze Benefesh to establish this in our soul, in our etzem, in our bones. Gam liskar and also to be able to be motivated to teach this to our children and our generations, that's what our shira represents. Our shira represents an awareness, an eye-opening experience that we're not the same people. We have now an awareness and a recognition that we've incorporated, we've, we've become different people. That type of, of, of shira, that's a shira that Kajbok could hear all day long. And even though he had to destroy the Mitzrayim, because what, but we learned from them. We became bigger and better in our recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu than we ever could have imagined. That's the shira of Oz Yashir. And as Chazal tell us, Oz is what? Bloshan? Oz is Hovar. Ovar. Oz Yashir is Loshan Atid. The future. Oz Yashir. Figure, what are you talking about? So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. Here you see at the resurrection, the, this is the Raya of Minatoira, that there will be a Tchis HaMesim Minatoira. Mm-hmm. That's the gamut of recognition that we received. From the now and here, of being at Kriyas Yamsuf, Kuala Yisrael's eyes were opened to the past, as, as uh, the Balaturim brings, that Oz rings true at the end of Parshas, Bo, uh, Parshas Shmos, where it says, Oz Bossi Moshe said, God, you want me to take this job, this difficult job of, of leading the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim? I just had a meeting with Paro and he spit in my face. Not only that, that he made it much more difficult. He took away the 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 tevin, the straw from the Jewish people and and, and increased the, the output. I'm not helping, I'm taking away. That was his perspective then. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu, after the whole experience, and now seeing him, Kriyas Yamsuf, 
he was enlightened to see Ume Oz Bossi Oparo. Now Oz Yosh, I see that not only are we happy not to be in the mud of the Gullus, but I see that the Gullus enlightened us and made us different people forever. We'll never be the same people. It was a it was this growth spurt that we're different people. So to, to answer the Orchashogan's question, he says, where we are growing, and Oz Yosha represents the culmination of all of the psukim that are helping us and preparing us to understand what happened at Yitzhiya's Mishraim at Kriyas Yamsuf. So then we're not bringing the psukim at the end. It's the growth and the, and the dimension of, of change that only we as the Jewish people can change. Malachim can't change. They are who they are. They were created on whatever level they were created, high level, but they can't change. They can't grow. They can't develop. If they, they can't grow, they also can't fall. That's also true. We, we, that's our Bechira, which is the, the last introduction before Matan Torah was this idea of Bechira, that we can grow we can also slip back. It has to go hand in hand. The Bechira, which is that the root of everything that we do and believe in, and as we'll see next week with Matan Torah, right here we're, we're getting the last nail, the Makkah in understanding that we're different. And when we go to Matan Torah, we're not just here, here's the rule book, take it or leave it, or you don't have a choice. We want it. We realize we're growing into it. And that's what Oz Yoshir, the Shir Hayam, was so profound. Now, we also have this dichotomy when it comes to Pesach. Sorry, so the... Moshe Rabbeinu and the whole Jewish people saw, now we understand the whole Mitzrayim The whole Mitzrayim, that's right. Was something that we wouldn't now do. we get it. That's now we, now we get it. We get that the Golis was so important for us. Every day of the Shibud Mitzrayim was so necessary. And we wouldn't, tra- we wouldn't as the Beis HaLevi says, we wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Memtes Tuma. That's right. Even the Memtes Tuma, right. Whoa. Like that was everything we saw, everything we suffered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you would, if you ask them now, beforehand, like a person Nebuch is sick and and they miraculously get saved uh, through the surgery, through the treatment, or whatever, you say, what would you rather have? Have never been sick, and get or been sick and get healed miraculously? Then you keep the sickness. I don't need it. I never wanted it. Right. I'd rather just be a regular guy. And that, and you could believe that's the honest truth. Rare, rare would you have someone that would say, and I've experienced this, someone told me this, a living, breathing human being who has, who is Baruch Hashem alive, she should have a, a Rikas Yomim. She's told me she has cancer. She told me that I, the, the dimension of, of depth, of appreciation for my husband and my family has become so great, I wouldn't give it up for anything. She said, I didn't. Who is this? A somebody, lady. Somebody. 
Someone who lives here in Los in our city. She would. She wouldn't. You share airspace with this woman. Uh-huh. Not a obviously not a uh-huh. almost not human. Uh-huh. But in, well, we, this came from Mitzrayim. This is this attitude uh-huh. came from the from Mitzrayim that we were finally able to say Oz Yashir that everything is worth if Hakadosh chose this and we I, they saw clear as day they saw that was the revelation at the Kriyas Yamsuf. We say Chazal tell us that Mashiro Shifchalayam, a regular person, Loiro Cheska Bembuzi, even a Novi, was not enlightened to. It was this, this attitude that the Golas is worth it. It was worth it to going through this Golas, what it made us and what it created for, what it opened up for our possibilities of being able to express our Bahira is just fantastic, just amazing. This is, this is what. This is why it's at the end of the Pesukit Zimra, because, or even like the Rambam, it's even better, it's at the beginning of Birchas Kriyishma, because this is what Birchas Kriyishma is all about. Like we saw, Shema B'Hoyim Shemoya, as part of the Tefillin, is L'mantia Torah Hashem B'Ficha. We're supposed to see our, our perception. And this is what the Tolna Rebbe says. He says that we find the beginning of the Shiras Hayam, we say every day, he says, Ze keli This is my God. It's the only time in the Torah the word keli. It's from the, it's the word Elohim, which is the God of judgment. Which, which passage is that? That's on page 376, the third line. Part of the Shira. Part of the Shira. Yeah. Ze keli This is my God and I will glorify him. Which is the source, Chazal, the Gemara says in many places, of Hidr Mitzvah. Why I say I can buy a, a, a esrig and no one will know the difference if I bought it for $50 or I bought it for $150 or buy my tefillin for, you know, $500 or if I pay $2,000. No one's going to know. No one can look inside. No one has x-ray vision to look inside that I paid for these parshias $2,000. But it's my, I know. Because it's my God. I'm connecting with Torah Hashem Beficha. I connect with that. I realize that this is important. I want to do whatever I can. Kei It's my God. We do say this in the end of Hallel. Kei Atva You are my God and I will praise you. But in, in, in Torah, this, we never have this word of Kei only in the Shiras Ayam. Hmm. That's what the Tolna Rebbe points out. Meaning it's, I have a personal relationship. I have a personal relationship, that's right. My personal golos, my personal, even though it's, you know, it seems that guy has a better, no. I, what I can get out of my experiences, it's, we're all the way, it's my God, he's leading me with the hand, he's taking me on a, on a journey of a beautiful journey. My personal journey. My personal journey. He he takes That's right. But it's with the name of Hashem that, that signifies judgment. That's right, that's right. Isn't that unbelievable? And that lie is really in the Shema also. We say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, the God of mercy and the God of judgment are, it's, it's all the same. Hashem Echad. It's all one. When do we see that? We have to cover our eyes to see that because when you open our eyes, I see this one has this one thing and this one has this. And, and it doesn't look like, uh, you know, it's uniform. It's not uniform, but it's Kaylee. 
and that's what that was the what the tefillin mantia taras Hashem befichol because that's preparing us for this, uh, and this is what this is what the, the David Koyin and his sefer Lekach David points out from Rav Huttner. We don't have time really to go into it, mm-hmm. but Oz is past, Yashir is future, but then the Kriyas Yamsa was Hoiva was was present. That's the totality of of what we what we call Hashem Yimloichloi Lomvoed. We have created that as part of the Psukhid Zimra, which some say Gidalishar also talks about it. He says, Hashem Melech, Hashem Molach, Hashem Yimloich, Loi Lomvoed. Right? Hashem Melech is present. Hashem Moloch is past. Hashem Yimloch is in the future. It's out, it's out of order. We've, that's not a Pasuk. We've created that idea. It's, rep, it's coming from the Oz Yashir. So when we say that in Yehi Chvoid, towards the beginning, right after Baruch Shomar, we're saying this is where we want to be. How are we going to get there? That's what the Oz Yashir taught us. So it's really to answer the Orach Hashulchan's question. The the early part of 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 um, of uh, Zimra is really preparing us to see what we got out of and what we can get out of the Kriyas Yamsuf. So it's not one yeah. before the other. We need that preparation to remind us what we did see at Kriyas Yamsuf. It was a long time ago, and we weren't we don't have such a memory. But it was. When they saw it, when Moshe Rabbeinu and, his, and the people, Jew, Jewish people, saw Zyoshir, Moshe Vnei Yisrael, when they saw it, they saw from the beginning of time till Trias HaMesim. And Rav Hutner said that's why the, the, the Oz Yoshir is broken up. That it, right in the middle it says, which is like an expression of wow. And, and Chazal tells Ba'elim is Ba'almim. Is is it's it stuns us into silence. Elam is a person who can't talk. Wow. You just you know, when you catch someone in a, either a lie or they're just like wow moment. They don't know what to say. That's me come when I see the magnet of a Kajbohu's Hanhaga in the world, it just is overwhelming in its over it is it's overall and and personal. That's what we can't, no one can understand. That's where we end and, and, and it's, it's beyond our comprehension. And then it goes on to the future, which talks about Binyan Beis Amigdosh and Trias HaMesim and coming into Eretz Yisrael. But that was all seen clearly at Kriyas Yamsuf. And he says, this is why um, Rav Hutner says that's why in 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 Shachris and Minch and Marev, before we go to Shmonesre, which is you gotta believe that you're talking to Hakadosh Baruch Hu when you come to Shmonesre, and it's not just saying words that I have to do. It's not <laughs> you have to. I want to have this opportunity. That's why we say Micha Moicha Be'ilim Hashem right before we come to. And we say Hashem Yimloch Loilam Voed Sur Yisrael. We go into Gal Yisrael. Into we invoke that spread of awareness that we got at Kriyas Yamsuf. 
And we say, with that, you come to in your mind's eye and in your, you know, in the, what we call the, the mouth, open up my my mouth is now going to be the expression of my soul. What soul? The soul that saw Kriyas Yamsa, then everything became clear. Everything from the beginning of the Golas till the end of Tchiyas Amesim, everything is so clear. So of course, I'm going to use every moment, every word of tefillah, not just uh, say it and say, wow, it's already, I'm ready to sim shalom. <laughs> How did I get there? How did I get there? You know, every tefillah, as, as they say, is not a tefillah, not a traveling. You're traveling in time. <laughs> but you're there. You're speaking to a Baruch and the Baruch who was Micha Moichel Ba'ilim Hashem and Hashem Yimloch Lo'ilam Vo'ed. That's what Rav Huttner says so mm. so beautifully, and this is this is the mantia Torah Hashem b'ficha. It's because we we got the Torah, and the Gemara in, in Megillah, in the special unique way this Shira is written. If you've got close enough to the Sefer Torah, you'll see that the that the Omud is wide, and it's spread out. Oh, here the art scroll has it the way it's written in the Torah. As a shira. It's written, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. It looks like a bricklayer. Mm-hmm. And the Gemara in Megillah, Daftez Zayin Amabez, says every shira is written line, column, and column. The ten sons of Haman, which also talks about how Hashem saved us, except this shira in the Yam, which is written like bricks. Ariya Chagabi Levena. So Rashi gives us a little insight on that in the Gemara and Tezayinu Beis. Rashi tells us Ariach hu Aksav. Ariach is the is the the writing. Levena is the cholok, is the white space. Says Rashi, he didn't have to tell us this. Shehu kiflayim min Aksav. It's double than the writing, and that's why it's a wide um, column that has to be specially made. When a sefer writes a sefer, they has to order that special amud uh, yiria that has that amud because it's much wider than any other amud. Give a give a check in the sefer Torah. Why it's double? The space is double. What does a space represent? So Rashi in the beginning of sefer Vayikra tells us that Vayikra Moshe Moshe was the best student ever in the world, and Kashbaru is the best teacher you could ever have. Right. Alvai, we should, you know, our children should be great students like that. Says Rashi in the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, Vayikra Moshe, that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu called to Moshe to prepare him, come, let's learn. You, you're, I'm, I'm looking forward to this opportunity to teach you. Wouldn't it be great if teachers would walk into your children's and grandchildren's classroom and says, oh, I can't wait to teach you today. I've been, I couldn't sleep all night. I'm so excited to teach you this Pasuk, this Mishnah, this Gemara. Come on, I, 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 just, I just couldn't, I couldn't wake up. I, I, I couldn't, I love, I can't wait to teach you this. How the kids would feel. So he says, says the, says, Ayikra. beginning of Ayikra. Vayikra al Moshe, page 544. Says Rashi, why do we have the spaces in the Torah? Says the, to- says the Rashi, Hafsakas are their litin revach l'moshe l'hizboinen. 
the spaces give Moshe a chance to think, to be misbeinen, to think about what he just heard from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So says the says Rashi, Kal a regular teacher and a regular student, needs time. So here, if the Torah, if the if the Torah gave us double the space, means that when we sing Shira, whatever we sang about our, whatever our awareness was, it's only a fraction of what was brought out was was actually said. And Rabbi Rabbi Sauer, Machavrusa told me that from Rabbi Salvechik, he says that that's why it's written this way: double the amount of space. Because whatever you will read in this Shiras Ayam, which we know spans that the Golos now became something that they would never want to be without, and till Tchiyas HaMesim, it's just a fraction, it's just a, a, just a, a little bit of what's brought out, what we can give Shira to HaKash Baruch And every day, that's, says the Baron Salvechik, he says, that's, that's, that's what we're saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, whatever I can say, whatever I can connect with, it's only the beginning. And therefore, every day, hopefully every day, we can chip away and add another dimension. As we live life and experience things and we come full circle, past, present, and future, and we say, what a blessing and journey that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is taking me, Kaylee, taking me on, and I express that in my Shiras Hayam that I say every day. And with that, I come to Shema, which is personal, my Kabbalah, so Malchus Shemayim, and to my Shmonese, which is my conversation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Me, the little guy, I don't have to go through anybody, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to go through this rabbi, get, can you get me in, can you get me a meeting? No, he's there, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is waiting for us. And we have to believe that and see that. He wants to hear from me. Three times a day. He's my favorite, his favorite kid. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. That's that's the ongoing space that we are filling in every single day when we say the Shiraz Hayam. That's what the Gemara says here. That's why this Shir is different. That's why this shear is different than it has the spaces and this, you know, um, uh, that's what we have to learn. That's what we have to learn from. Is Rashi saying over there by the Vayikra that Hashem spaces in general, just he, right. needed, he needed to, Hashem would teach him and Hashem would pause, right. let him absorb then, it. Then it was, that's right. So then go, then that go on. When we're, we're, uh, that's our conversation. Is that what Rashi saying? Like our, we should. We speak should take something and then take a breath. And yes, let, let the student absorb. Right, that's right, that's right. That's interesting. And and this is this is the what what the pause button. What, mm-hmm. Right, pause bu- pause button. Very good, mm-hmm. very good. So mm-hmm. so this is this is the experience of what we come to. Shabbos is again, we can. Shabbos is our day. Mm-hmm. It's not the malachim's day to sing shira because they don't have the capacity to sing this type of shira. That's the Shabbos shira. It's our time. The day of Shabbos, it's Shabbos of Shira, we can express ourselves and we can connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And all Shira and all opportunity and gratitude um, began here. Even though there has been 
people who sang songs. You know, we, uh, the, the Orgdal Yol brings, and I'll end with this, says, uh, you know, Pascha Bechachma, the Torah's Chesed Alushoina, we say the Eishas Chayel. says that Shira Sayyam was the first time that humanity sang Shira. So the famous, obvious question is, what do you mean? We know Arab Mauritians sang some of the, some of the Kapitluch and Tillin, the Chudaranana was sang by Arab Mauritian. Mizmor Shili and Mashabos was sang by Arab Mauritian. She says, yes, they sang on the level of Malachim, responding to something that was bad, and now it's good. I thank HaKosh Baruch Hu for taking me out of the bad times. But Shir Sayyam was a totally different dimension. And that's, that is going to be Torah's Chesed al That's the Shira that's going to bring us into the accepting the Torah. That's what it's all about. And, and that happened on, on Shabbos of, of uh, Shir Sayyam. And because it's the one that we saw the whole gamut. We really came so close. As we say in the davening, Malchuscha Ro'uvonecha. We saw your kingdom. We saw the gamut of your majesty, of your running the world from the beginning to the end. Everything makes sense. It all clicked. Everything clicked into place. No regrets. That's why, that's why we say this every single day, and we have to say it at the end of Apsukah uh, Zimra because that's what it represents. Right. Okay. Have a great Shabbos. Mm-hmm.